0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Are you ready? All right. Uh, There's like one woo-woo. They're ready to fight fair. Uh, You should be ready to fight fair. I had to dramatically change my message in the last five minutes because my wife walked into the service. So I had a perfectly good chain of thought going on, and now she's in here, so we don't know what we're going to say. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Uh, Today we're talking about fighting fair this is a no elbow zone okay i want to i want to make this completely clear if you want to get the most out of these next 40 minutes keep your hands and elbows in no no pinching on the leg all right just don't do that don't do that keep that to yourself you may everything in you was like i want him to no don't do that keep them keep them in keep them tight be okay. All right. If you need to do something, just, you know, I don't, I don't know, put it behind them in a loving gesture, but no, like nothing that would draw attention to this. Okay. This is very important. <clears throat> We're giggling now. This is good. There's not, this is going to be a low giggle zone. This is going to be pretty, pretty intense. Uh, a lot of practical stuff. There's more practical knowledge dropped today than probably the rest of the series combined. I, it's just rapid fire awesomeness. So get a pen and paper out. You can be the judge if it's awesome or not. I am excited about it, okay? Um, but get a pen and paper out or a phone, uh, something to take notes with. Please, 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 please. There's all kinds of bulletins uh, or worship folders in the lobby still. With blank. The last page has nothing on it. It's all ready for your notes if you need to go out and get that. It also has the weekly happenings on it. Um, so you need that, need that, need that. Uh, last week was great. Had a bunch of people coming up to me after the service. I was like, what was point number four? I've got to get this right, you know, and that's always exciting as a pastor when people are paying attention uh, and they, they need notes. I, when that's something I said was worthwhile remembering, that's, yay, yeah, go me, uh, go God. It goes. All right, we're in the middle of a series called From This Day Forward, which basically says, in our relationships, there is stuff that happens in the past. There is junk that happens, Right? We all have moments, we all have things, we all have issues that we kind of bring into our marriages and also things that maybe our marriages have done in the past. Um, There's things we're not proud of, things that we know we've caused issues. One of the major sticking points from this day forward is, hey, let's as a couple decide. I know this is hard, but let's decide. From this day forward, we're going to be different. We're going to turn the corner here. Because no good comes when we keep on going back here and bringing this junk up here, right? You're just carrying baggage, and you can't walk as fast, you can't run as fast when you got baggage around your neck. Make sense? So from this day forward, let's go on from here. Some of our marriages feel pretty depressed. And if we think about our marriage, we kind of go, I don't want to think about our marriage. I don't really want to have a marriage relationship series, Jared, because it just makes me sad. And it hurts. And if that's you this morning, I, I, I'm hoping that we can speak some life into those situations. And we can take steps forward from this day forward to get better. But some of us are in that time and in that issue of, oh, this is just so hard. And one of our prophets, Prophet Jeremiah, kind of goes through the same time. He's got the same depressed attitude. One of the books of the Bible called Lamentations. Lamentations. Uh, which basically just means depressed, the whole book is like it 's not a fun read, okay um, but here's this is kind of our theme verse for this series, limitations three nineteen to twenty three I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope because of the lord 's great love. We are not consumed, for his compassion never fails. There's, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God has not given up on you, and he's not given up on your relationship. He's there for you. It's a promise in the Bible. There's five things that we're going to talk about through these next few weeks. We talked about seeking God last week. <clears throat> these five things can take your relationship for having a 50-50 chance of having a divorce from improving the ratio 625 times. That is better odds than the Golden State Warriors have at winning the NBA Finals, and they're basically a shoe-in. Okay? That, if you pay attention, guys are like, oh, okay, I don't do math, but I got that. Uh, so, <laughs> help me. See, <laughs> so, uh, so your Blackhawks. Now they have a... You know, Pulled it off last night? Um, all right. Anyway, back to what's important here. Um, those five things are seeking God. Second, what we're talking about this week is fighting fair. This might be uh, at seeking God's number one. This is number two, and it's strong. Uh, it is a strong one. Some of the stuff today will revolutionize the way your relationship. And honestly, any relationships you're in can be in. These are not just... Fighting principles for marriage, like oh, I only fight fair for someone I'm married to. Everybody else, I'm a total jerk to. That's not. <laughs> this that not the principle we want here. Um, this will work with anybody that you need to have relationship with. Okay. Um, next week is having fun. Uh, that's also our PG-13 uh, week. So uh, have your kids uh, in the other in the child, children's ministry. Um, we'd love to have you there, or have them in here if this is where you want them exposed to. Things. Um, Yeah, that's your your choice as a parent. Uh, Number four is staying pure. And number five is never give up. The number one way to have a relationship you always wanted is to make God number one in your life. To make God number one in your life. When everything is, when your life gets oriented around God, the other things in life. Start to coalesce to where they're supposed to be. Genesis 2, verse 24 says, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The problem with being one flesh is you're one and not two anymore. And you have to get along with the person. Right? You have your own identity, your own. If you have seen a marriage ceremony uh, lately, uh, you, they often have the candle lighting ceremony where they take the two candles and they go and light them in the in the middle. And you're like, oh. And there's this awkward song that lasts way too long. And you're like, wow, we should have thought of that a little bit more. It only needed to be 30 seconds long. <laughs> Kelly and I had the longest song in the history of mankind. It was like all 18 verses of some song. I don't even know. We've never listened to it since. our uh, <laughs> The poor girl that we got to uh, sing it, she's like... <laughs> Verse 10, uh, it was terrible. We watched the video. We're like, fast forward this part. Uh, it was bad. Um, anyway, I mean, candlelight service is great for, for when I'm doing a marriage ceremony. But pick a song wisely. That's what I'm just saying. Anyway, we had this discussion. And my first argument, probably with my mother-in-law, was over the candles. She wanted to light the candles and keep them lit and light the middle. I was like, no, no. She was like, yeah, you're, you're still your own identity. No. You are one flesh. She did not like this. I won. That was the only one I've won, but that's okay. Uh, it was the first. She's like, I'll give him a head start. He'll think he's going well. Uh, but we, it wasn't with Kelly. It was with her mom. We put it in, but you, you light the middle candle, and then you extinguish your own candle. Because why? You're not your own person anymore. You have become one flesh. And that becoming that one flesh causes conflict. Because for two to become one, there has to be some sort of friction. Friction. Right, there is, This is bumping up of my own identity and your identity, and how are we going to take on the world together, raise these kids together, manage a household together? There's going to be friction. And so from the very design of marriage, there will be friction, which means there will be disagreements, which will mean there are going to be arguments. Now, how we handle those arguments sets on the health of our relationship um, for the rest of our lives. And that's the trick. Some of you might be in here and go, we just, we're fighters. We yell, we scream, we fight all the time, and that's just how you deal with issues. Others of you in here might go, we never fight. Nobody nobody ever says anything. We just kind of deal with it. Others use, Kelly and I, we're not really a fighter. We haven't really fought maybe once or twice, like really intense fight. We've had some serious discussions and disagreements, but I wouldn't even label them fighting because like not very many things were slammed. When I think of fighting, I think of, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight like that that's that's kind of what I think of if I'm sleeping on the couch, that's just because I fell asleep during the football game. <laughs> so that's just how it how it works. It works with us now I know that's not for everybody people people fight differently, and I'm not saying you have to fight just like me. I want you to um, deal with these principles in your own way <clears throat> psalm one thirty three one and three says how good and pleasant it is when brothers. Live together in unity. We can say uh, marriage. Uh, when a marriage lives together in unity. It is as if dew were falling on Mount Zion. From there, the Lord bestows his blessing, ever life, even life, for, ever, uh, even life forevermore. It says, basically, Mount Zion is in the desert. So it's like beautiful, cool water is falling in the middle of the desert when people are getting along in their marriage. Is that a word picture for you? I think you would agree. When there's no, when there's conflict isn't happening, when there's not fighting going on, it's nice, but it's not always nice and easy. There's a few things that, the main point I want to drive in today, this will inform the rest of our talk. And this might be a game changer for you right now, that we don't fight to win, we fight for our marriage. We don't fight to win. We fight for our marriage. And some of us come from a self-esteem place or past hurts or past junk in our lives where anytime we come into a disagreement or an argument setting, we fight, the claws are out, we're going to do everything we can to be right and to win. And we destroy our marriages in 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 the process. That instead that we need to flip our script to say, don't fight to win, but fight for your marriage. And that changes a lot. If I'm in an argument with Kelly. I don't care if I win as long as we win through it. See, I have to I, know, I have to reframe my thinking to and this is part of that becoming one flesh thing. I'm not fighting for Jared to win, I'm fighting for Jared for the housers to win. Does this make sense? you catching it. Rattle your heads or something here. A couple of ways in which we, um, <clears throat> we mess up when we're fighting. I want to examine these. And there's going to be some pitfalls here we're going to go through for the next 10 minutes. And then we're going to go on the positives on how to do it better. Okay? So the next 10 minutes are going to be depressing. And this is the elbow zone. Don't do it. Okay? Fair warning. First thing is you're fighting the wrong enemy. You're fighting the wrong enemy. You're fighting your spouse. And it's not them you're really mad at. You ever been there? And afterwards, you're like, what were we fighting about? I don't know, but I had a really bad day at work. Then why am I fighting with you? You're not my boss, right? You're not the person I had to deal with. You're not this. You're not the economy. You're not the stock market that just crashed. And at the end of the day, if we examine actually what we're frustrated with, what we're mad about, what's causing us issue, it's not our spouse. And some of us need to just step back a little bit and go, you know what? It's not their fault in this. And an easy way to identify this is tell your partner about your day. Tell them, men, your wives will love this part. If, they, if you do this, and you will have step number three, have fun more. Tell them about your day. Why are you so frustrated? Why is it so upset? They want to know your heart. They want to know what's bothering you. They want to know what's hurting. Tell them. They want to see that glimpse of you. Because then, once you've informed me that, you know, the kids threw up at me five times today, and the toilet broke, and the lawn needs to, and the neighbors did this, and da 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 da, and da 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 da, and da da da. But now we're going to fight about the dishes that weren't done. Well, you know what? (laughs) Right? But if I know all that, I know that maybe I shouldn't my expectations or I shouldn't expect this to happen or I shouldn't expect that to happen. Does this make sense? We're fighting the wrong enemy. All right, moving on. We are driven by the wrong motives. We're driven. Some of us are uber competitive and we will want to win any argument at any costs. This is going to mess your relationship up. Healthy couples fight for resolution. Unhealthy couples fight for personal victory. I'll wait. Write that down. Unhealthy couples fight for, oh, sorry. Healthy couples fight for resolution. Unhealthy couples fight for personal victory. This is important. Next is we are using wrong tactics. And maybe you learn these tactics from your bone parents. Well, they've been together for 60 years. Yeah, but they've been in a terrible marriage for 60 years. Let's do it better. We are using the wrong tactics. We picked this up from Tim the Two Man to- Taylor when we were teenagers. That was a lot of T's used right there. We're using the wrong tactics. Healthy couples fight with respect for each other, with both people working toward a solution they can agree on. These wrong tactics are stuff that, that these are the danger zone. These are really scary things. Uh, if you identify these in your in your relationship, you probably need to seek outside help uh, by a professional marriage counselor. I am not one. Uh, you are getting my professional marriage counseling advice today. Uh, this, is, this is where I got. Uh, I do a little pre counseling, but that's the far, my expertise is not in that. I have 12 hours of of classes on marriage, which means I know what problems are. I can, that's, that, is, uh, that is the extent of mine. So um, I am studying and reading and doing the best I can, but a lot of your issues are way above my pay grade, okay? Um, not saying you have big issues. Any issues are probably over my pay grade. Um, but if you have these things, I would seek counsel um, from... A professional Christian counselor. Now, the first is criticizing. There's a difference between complaining and criticizing. Complaining is, "I wish we were on time," right? And that's a healthy way of saying, you know, you, all the you, you hear the the baggage in that. But I just wish we were on time. Not not a barb, not anything. I wish we were on time. Not you always make me late to everything. That is criticizing, complaining. Criti- you understand. That and that's a very easy one, but it goes on and on and on from there and, the, and there. Usually, these criticizings always include the words always and never, which we're going to find are, are no no words. Don't do it. You can complain, just don't start cutting people down with criticism. A second one contempt. This is when you don't respect or value your spouse's opinion. This is when you start thinking your spouse doesn't deserve you. When your friends start telling you, oh, you're better than them, you don't need to be with them anymore. This is poison to be around and to have in your heart. It may start privately. You may start thinking that yourself, but it soon will manifest itself in public settings. You need to address this as quickly as possible. Defensiveness. Defensiveness is refusing to accept responsibility for the challenges facing the relationship. Defensiveness is refusing to accept the responsibility for the challenges facing the relationship. This is like saying, it's her fault, or he's an idiot, or she's mad all the time, or he never does this. and it's not taking any responsibility for this. In the book from this day forward by Craig and Amy Groeschel, they go into this a whole lot uh, deeper. Um, it's a fantastic read, very easy read as well. Uh, I urge you to pick it up. And the final one is stonewalling. This is a direct quote. A pa- stonewalling is a passive-aggressive method used by immature people to force getting their way. It's a passive-aggressive method used by immature people to force getting their way. A person who stonewalls either may have already given up or they think they just can hold on till this is over. This looks like changing the subject, dodging the questions, refusing that it actually exists. This is the opposite of how to fight fair. This is refusing even to have the argument. You see these things reoccurring in your relationship. Please, 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 please go get help. So, that's the end of the negative. How do we do it better? You ready for that part? I am. I'm depressed now. I'm only halfway through. Okay, Uh, let's go through the right tactics. We just did the wrong stuff, and you guys are like, I'm checking off all these boxes. I don't want to. My elbow is like twitching because it wants to poke somebody. I don't want that. I want the right stuff. How do I do this well? Okay, let's talk about it. James 1, 19 through 20 says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick. To listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Step one, stop and listen carefully. Stop and listen carefully. Be quick to listen. Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Stop and listen. There's something to be said and just stopping looking at the person. Eye contact is incredibly important at this point and getting a read because their body is saying something even if their mouth, I'm fine. I'm fine. Or I'm foreign. I said the same thing three different ways, didn't I? I'm fine. What is their body language saying? Now, guys, <clears throat> I have this ability, and maybe some of you do too, and uh, it's a very annoying ability to Kelly and to any girl that I ever talk to, is I don't have to have eye contact to remember everything that you said. I can actually pay attention to about three or four conversations at the same time. It drives the women in my life insane. All three of them are standing right here. All three of them are going like this. Right? <laughs> I had a student one time, Cody Henson, she was here one time. She grabbed my face and said, you're not even listening to me. And I just rattled off the last paragraph of a high school girl going, and he said, and back to her. And she's like, oh, you make me so mad. And I was like, I can get away with that with Cody, but I better never do that with Kelly. Right? Pay attention to what they're saying. Now, I know the game's on. Get a DVR. It's the best $10 every month you could spend, okay? right. pause yes honey what can i do for you now ladies pay attention to what he's doing if you start talking you're not listening to me that's because i was in the middle of something okay all right now now see i raised my voice let me raise my voice you don't raise the voice all right that's that's, that was for free right there that wasn't in the notes that was just right there all right you got to pay attention to what people are doing is this a good time this is a good time that's a great question Because if you get a no, guess what? Don't bring up your stuff. If you get a, yeah, yeah, hon, let's let's talk. Okay. When the kids are screaming and throwing up and throwing things at your head and the dog's barking or, you know, whatever's going on, that's not a good time to have these discussions. And you may think, Jared, I don't know a time when that's not happening. (laughs) That's what in-laws are for. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you just, you you know, you got to find that time. Anyway. Pay attention to body language, ladies. pay attention to the body language. Um, if he's just come home from work, especially Kelly and I hadn't took a while to do this. Kelly wanted to talk to an adult for some reason, especially when the kids were like two, and it was just nuts all the time and I 'd walk in the door after dealing with all kinds of stuff and I was like,. Nah. Five minutes, <laughs> just five minutes. But I want to talk to adults. adult. I understand that, <laughs> but I need, I need a little time. And we realize that, okay, I got to decompress. And some of you guys coming home from work or ladies coming home from work, you got to decompress in some fashion. And now we can have a, a conversation. Why? Because that baggage, if I'm going to fight the right enemy, I've got to get rid of the old enemies, right? I got I to put that stuff down. I got to put down uh, the junk and the stupid people at work. I got I to put all that stuff down before I can entertain a conversation with you. Because if I want to fight fair and only bring up stuff between me and you and not all the stuff of my day, I've got to be able to put that down. Do you hear that? You've got to do these things. All right. Uh, Finally, guys, this will help you out immensely. Immensely. You don't have to, because here's what guys' brains do when your wife comes to you with a problem or an issue. The guys come up with a three-step plan on how to fix said problem. Women are not looking for that at all. Sometimes they are. Kelly, Kelly will vent to me, but she's learned this is very helpful. And ladies, I would, I would recommend doing this. This is very helpful. She goes, okay, I need a plan right now. And she'll just look at me. I need, what am I supposed to do? It's like, oh, I'm ready for that part now? Okay. <laughs> but don't even engage that part of your brain yet. Don't even, it's okay. Just Listen. And then here's the trick. This will, oh man, this is good stuff. And you might think it's cheesy. And ladies, if your man does this today, don't get mad at him. You're only doing that because Pastor Jared said so. Okay, don't, 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 don't. he's trying. All right, he's trying. <laughs> Give him a break. Say, what I hear you saying is this. And you can get more creative. Just repeat it back. Oh, so what you're telling me is this has happened? Yes. And they're, you're going to see their face will light up. <gasps> he paid attention, right? Oh, Oh, okay. And now we can have a dialogue because you're with them. And guess what? If you're wrong, you just gave her a free chance to say, no, that's not really what I was thinking about. Because how many of our fights, how many of our disagreements is, I interpreted what you said this way, and that's not what I was fighting about at all. Because guys' brains go, oh, well, now apparently I have to fix the gutters because the gutters were leaking, and that's what she was mad about because she got wet. No, she was mad because da, 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 and you missed the whole boat. Let's get on the same page here. This is a big one. Repeat it. It's This one works in all aspects of life. You feel silly saying it. I remember doing, uh, I had a mom call. She was going to kick out a kid uh, from her house. I've was. i been a youth pastor all of 30 seconds. And uh, this mom was, I'm going to kick him out. And my brain's like, well, I guess he could live at my house. I don't know. what. Da-da. And this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, how are you going to? How are you going to kick him out? I went to man mode. Let's take care of this issue, right? And then I was like, no, 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 no. My class said, and I went, so what I hear you say is you're very frustrated with him. This is a single mom. She didn't have anybody on her side. And she was like, yes. Boom. Tears are falling. Thank you so much for talking. Never heard another thing about kicking her kid out. That was the end of the discussion. Things were great. Loved me. I said, what I hear you saying is this. That's all. That was the extent. Holy Spirit, I'm sure, had something to do with that. But that is where we need to be, guys. Pay attention to that. Uh, ladies do it as well, um, because sometimes the guys will be talking about something technical or something you don't. You know, just oh, I can just see Paul and Yvonne's relationship. Paul's talking about some part, and Vaughn's like, I don't care about the part at all, <laughs> right? I don't care about this. I don't care about what's going on. But what I hear you saying is you need to fix something. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, see, he's he's not on the same page. That's all he needs to hear. He's like, good puppy. All right, we're good to go. <laughs> Sorry for calling you out. I just, it popped up off over my head. <laughs> Second, guard my words vigilantly. Guard my words. Guard my words. Guard my words. Be slow to speak. And asking that question, what I hear you say, automatically slows your speech down, doesn't it? Because you're trying to interpret. Instead of thinking of how you're going to rebut whatever they're saying, you're trying to in- interpret what they're saying and understand it. It's a big shift. Slow to speak. Ask these two questions to yourself Should what I'm thinking be said? As a man who suffers with affliction of a bad filter, this is a very important question. Should what I'm thinking be said? The answer, probably nine times out of ten, is no. And should what I'm thinking be said right now? Maybe it is very important it's said. You're going to want to find a different time preferably after chocolate and roses have been given to say said thing. Okay? That's how that works. Uh, Should what I'm thinking be said and should what I'm thinking be said right now? Number three, manage my anger righteously. Slow to become angry. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. Angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. In times of conflict, I will fight for unity, not for personal victory. Oops. That got highlighted orange instead of green. Sorry. Um, Do not let the sun go down when you're angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. The point is in times of conflict, I will fight for unity, not personal victory. This is important. Kelly and I did this. This is one of the wins of our marriage. Uh, even our, probably our just relationship dating a long, long time ago is don't let the sun go down or we're still angry. Some of people, are like, I can't do that, Jared. I can't. I'll say stuff. I don't, you told me to be slow to speak. I need like 48 hours to speak. I understand, but you need to, need to work through this. Don't let it fester is what I'm saying. Bowen got a nice, nasty cut from a razor clam yesterday. On his foot, and then he proceeded to swim and step in the lake muck all day long. If I do not attend that with a hefty dose of hydrogen peroxide, we're gonna have a problem, aren't we? Right? You can just imagine the things growing in there. And so he didn't want hydrogen peroxide put on there. I put it on there and put the Q-tip to clean it out. Ah, it burns! Well, hydrogen peroxide doesn't burn. You get that from your mother. Uh, (Laughter) It <laughs> doesn't Get the brown bottle out. Screaming starts happening. What are you doing? We clean it out. We get the bacitration We get all this stuff out because I got to attend to it. I couldn't attend to it then. I couldn't, but I couldn't let it fester either. Okay. There's a point in which, you know, when it's blood still gushing out, I got to stop the bleeding. We got to do some triage stuff and then we'll deal with it. The same thing kind of going on in our relationships is don't let the arguments fester. You have to have a clear enough head to be able to speak truth in the moment, but you can't just let it sit and let it sit and let it sit. Because that sting, thing will get infected and then when you go to attack, it'll explode all over you and bad stuff happens. You hear me? I'm serious with this. Don't. Let, the Bible says it. Don't go to bed angry. Okay. Pretty blatantly, easy, clear advice to, to, uh, take here. Take it. It's good stuff. Uh, this happened. Um, I was getting mad Thursday. We're trying to leave for the lake. Um, we go on Friday and, and Saturday. So we're in, leave early on Saturday. So we're back here and, um, we talked about leaving. We did not talk about when we were leaving. And that is a key component in this whole, whole scenario that I'm getting ready to talk about. Um, Kelly had subbed that day, so I worked from home. And so I, I had packed the bags, and we were ready to go. And I was expecting her to walk in the door and us to walk out the door, which is often my expectation. However, that was not clearly communicated this time. And so Kelly is doing some other stuff and just do 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 Thursday. Uh, and I'm like, what's going on here? You got everything packed up? Do you guys want to go? go? going to be in rush hour. I don't want to... And you can hear you know, the tea kettles starting to, starting to rock. And she's like, what are you annoyed about? What's going on? And uh, she even asked me. And I was like... And I, the Holy Spirit intervened and said, you didn't tell her your expectations. And I was like, nothing. Because why? I did not. If I would have shot off, I would have brought this whole argument... That, we never even talked about it. I never expected to leave it for. Nah. That was never clearly talked about. So thankfully, I was a little slow. I got myself out of a whole mess. I was going to lose that argument. I don't like losing. But I was going to set myself up for a, lo- a loss in the argument and been mad for nothing. And so when I realized that, I was like, all right, we're going to shut up now. Minor miracle, Jimmy, that I shut up. But there's a go. Okay. How to deal with the time... Um, When we are angry, when the argument is brewed, when the fight is here, what do we need to do? Here's some points for that. Carve out time, specific time, no distractions, no TV, a calm environment. Make it a priority in your life when the time for the disagreement needs to happen. Know uh, enough about yourself to say, I can't do this right now. Let's wait 45 minutes until the kids are in bed and then we can talk. Some of you need to do that. We blow up and we, we say things we don't mean, and then there's little ears that heard the whole thing and they're scared about what mommy and daddy's future are going to be. Secondly, express gratitude. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Thank you for letting me know that hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. But what I meant to say was this. That should be like repeated over and over again. And that'll save you a lot of pain. Thank you for what you do. You are appreciated. Thank you for who you are. Thank you. Express gratitude and finally offer practical feedback. This is what I'm hearing, and it helps when this happens. So that's how Kelly and I got to the, the this point of going, you can't download your day to me in the first five minutes of me walking in the door. Like, I, I'm not in a place where I can hear anything. I'm not in a place where I can, I can be in it. It helps when we, well, just let, give me a half an hour, we'll be okay. That's where the practical feedback came in. Some of you guys need to, need to talk about just how your day is orchestrated and say, why are we always fighting at 5.30 on Wednesday? Well, I've just taken the kids to gymnastics and baseball, and you just got. And Wednesday is your toughest day at work. Why are why are we fighting at 5:30? Okay, because everything in our life is going crazy at 5:30 on Wednesday night. Also, uh, why do you fight at nine o'clock on Sunday morning every week? Because Satan wants to destroy your marriage. Just gonna throw that out there. Anybody else fight a lot this week or want to fight a lot this week? I'm preparing a message on how to fight fair. I was like ready to get in fights. Every day this week. I was like, no, get away from me, Satan, in Jesus' name. All done. What are the rules of engagement? Here you go. These are some nevers. These are some nevers. These are good stuff. You need to write these down. I'm going to go through them kind of quickly, but uh, these are nevers. Never call names. Don't even use your pet names because then it, just, it defames the pet name. Never call names. Never raise your voice. Especially men, if you were talking to a woman who's had any abuse kind of situation in her past, she will shut down and the whole argument's over and you have done way more harm than you ever could have done good in the environment. Never raise your voice. Women, if you raise your voice, there is a decibel level in a man's ear that all he hears after a certain decibel is... I'm telling you, if it goes over, there's a, it's not very high either. It goes over here, he did not hear. It. You're not listening. You're darn right I'm not listening you're yelling at me. No amens, please. All right. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, t- I'm trying to help you here, okay? Never get historical. We have moved from this day forward. We're moving on. From this day, I know there's junk in your past. There's stupid stuff we've all done in the past. From this day forward, we're going to be different. You can easily remember it as don't get hysterical and don't get historical. Okay? From this day forward, don't get historical. Never use words like never or always. You always do that. Well, I can always find one instance where I didn't screw up on that thing. And now you're a liar. I'm not a liar. You're always, this is bad things going on here, right? Never use, never or always. Never threaten divorce. Take the word out of your vocabulary. It is not a joke. It is not a pun. It is not funny. Take it out. There's people in our lives who, who throw around this, um, divorce word sometimes and just joking, and this is how they joke around with their spouse. It makes me physically ill when I hear it. I'm just like, mm, I don't want to be around. Take it out. Just get rid of it. It's not an option. Take divorce out of your vocabulary. Never quote your pastor or the Bible in a fight. Leave me out of it. Well, Jared said, well, now your husband wants to beat me up, all right? So no, never quote your pastor or the Bible in a fight. Why? Especially if you have a, a, like a spouse who, who doesn't want to be at church, doesn't want to go to church. Well, now you just quoted the Bible or the pastor to tell them they're, they're wrong. How's that going to work out for you when you say, hey, not you to go to church with me? Not very well. The Bible and your pastor can inform how you're approaching situations. But please leave me out of your arguments. I have enough trouble getting out of the arguments that I start at home that I don't need to be in yours. Finally, don't fight to win. Fight for resolution. Don't fight to win. Fight for resolution. You can win every argument you ever have with your wife or with your husband and lose your marriage. Admitting you're wrong, admitting defeat... Saying it's okay is worth way more than winning the stupid argument. Don't fight to win, fight for resolution. Remember, the number one way to have a relationship you always wanted is to make God number one in your life. This whole process is way easier when God has been informing who you are from the inside out. And today, we, as we talk about our marriages and we talk about fighting, as we talk about the stuff that we're, we're dealing with, we need to get our priorities right. We need to get our self right into a place where we're saying, you know what, I want to chase after God because I want to chase after my spouse even better. And the closer we get to God, the closer we will come to our spouse. The better we will love them, the better we will care for them. All these things that we've talked about today, there's not even one that's more important than the other. They're all vital to having a healthy relationship. This um, message will be available probably Monday or Tuesday online. Please check it out. Listen to it again. Uh, I don't usually plug myself for uh, listening to the messages again, but there's so much goody in here and so much very practical stuff that uh, I don't want you to miss it just because it was done in one 40-minute slot. Um, get into it. Get that book. Our marriages are suffering. I know they are. Even if you have a great marriage, you can always get better. And we as a a church and we as a people and we as Christians need to set the example again on how to have healthy relationships instead of just being the same as the culture. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for who you are and what you are. God, as we look at our marriages, as we think about even maybe the desperation that we have and how we're going to get better from here, from this day forward, we know that we need something fundamentally different in our lives. Something needs to change fundamentally. And that is that you have to be the number one priority in our lives. And God, right now that no matter where we're at and whatever stuff we're dealing with, we want to just surrender our lives to you and say, God, I can't do this by myself. I can't even fight for my marriage by myself. God, I need you with me. I need you walking with me. I need you to be in control of my life. And God, will you be Lord of my life? I want to walk with you in my marriage. I want to walk with you in my job. I want to walk with you in my parenting. I take this heart that I can be the best husband. I can be the best wife. I can be the best father. I can be the best mother. I can be the best friend. I can be the best employee or employer that I possibly can be. God, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.